You're listening to the New World To Go podcast with your hosts, Redbird and BDLG. Hello and welcome to another episode of New World To Go. I'm your host, Redbird, and with me is BDLG. Bordy, we got a loaded show tonight. Yes, we do, man. We, we got sure a lot to discuss. Do. All right, so yeah. let's, let's hop right in here. Uh, we got probably the most anticipated uh, Touring Eternum episode, mm-hmm. and that is uh, Shattered Mountain. Now, Bordy, uh, the Shattered Mountain uh, is obviously what used to be, and, and probably still is, uh, one of the premier uh, in-game zones in New World. So, uh, Bordy, this is going to obviously be heavily corrupted, as you saw from the video. Uh, but, but, dude, uh, there's a lot of interesting things up in that mountain as well. Uh, so what do you think about yeah. the uh, the Touring Eternum Shattered Mountain series? I like it, man. I, I We've said it a bunch of times on the show, and, and Touring Eternum series is a really good one. Now, I don't know about the fashion show video they recently released. I think that one might have been a little bit oh, qu- yeah, question, <laughs> questionable, but... But the armor in the in that video was dope, though for sure. But the but the the Turing Eternum wrapping it up with Shattered Mountain. I think that's the last one they're going to do. I'm pretty sure that they mentioned that. So I didn't I didn't know how many they were going to do or what they were going to include. But I'm really glad they included the Shattered Mountain because that is kind of one of the premier zones, or I guess really the premier zone of the game so far. It will be on launch, and and uh, man, it's cool. I like the area. It's very dark. There's a lot of things to explore there. There's a lot of hard content there. A lot of fun stuff there. A lot of big bosses. A lot of open world stuff going on there. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff they can add to Shattered Mountain as time goes goes on we've talked before about maybe the portal above shattered mountain and all those things they didn't talk about that in turn in the turn eternal video but the, the the video is good man i like it and i think for new players coming in or or even players like us uh, it's it was enjoyable to watch uh to see everything that's in the shattered mountain and and kind of a good introduction to that to that zone for maybe people who haven't ever experienced it before now the, this this zone reminds me so much of uh what is it suramar and Lord of the Rings, where like the the yeah. the wizard was like gathering the orc forces and like getting ready to attack Middle Earth, yeah. yo, that that is uh, it just got that vibe, and and I think uh, they have the ability to expand this zone. Like this might be like yeah. as they build Eternum and kind of build it around this centered area, this mountain in the center of Eternum that seems to have that portal above it. Uh, they're going to be able to add more and more to this zone. Obviously, uh, dude, uh, the aesthetics look amazing as usual. Uh, the the uh, corrupted aesthetic is, is really something that is begin to be uh, like a calling card for New World and all their advertisement. Uh, so uh, it's just cool to see these zones. Like I love that that one uh, scene in in the uh, touring and turn video with uh, it had that like. Um, it looked like a forge, like a massive forge with like six barrels of like hot molten like yeah. uh, metal. Like, dude, that is a sick uh, looking uh, sight. Um, and dude, I, I, it'll be exciting to see what that looks like in game. Yeah, for sure. It was enjoyable to watch. Yeah. All right. So if you guys haven't seen this, uh, they post these on their Twitter account. Uh, the video is playing right now, obviously, beside us without sound. Uh, but but if you want to look at it with sound and hear, uh, I, I enjoy the uh the narration of these videos is pretty cool. Uh, a lot of uh, extra tidbits about the zone, so you should go check that out over there on Twitter. Uh, and this, I it's think on their it, YouTube too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So uh, Twitter or YouTube? Uh, probably YouTube for functionality. But uh, yeah, this is the last of the Touring Eternum series, which seems weird. 
they haven't really done all the zones. So, but they did say it's the last yeah. video. Yeah, I think they just hit the high points. Uh, the, they probably just chose a few to do, and then they did them. And I'm glad they did them. They were enjoyable. Yeah, I think they want to really leave a, a few to be explored, you know? Well, Bordy, listen, what's the fun in that, man? Uh, no, you know yeah. what I mean? The, the, we, we just need all the information, and then, you know, <laughs> and then we'll have something to okay. do. Uh, but closed beta, I mean, dude, I mean, it's coming quickly. It is insane how yeah. quick. We're at like three weeks away. 21 days, 23 hours, 57 minutes, and 38 seconds. How'd you like that, dude? For the countdown on New World fans, you are <laughs> you're and, you're uh, misguiding our our audience here. He does not have that memorized. Okay. No, I have the clock in my. It's an if, internal. If you want to, if you want to also pretend like you memorized the time, we have a counter over there, New World fans, that keeps us. You know, it's uh, now causing anxiety because we have so much work to do, Bordy, but. Uh, we do yes we do <laughs> but it used to be cool to be like yo it's only two months away and now we're like three weeks away and it's like oh no we have yeah. lots what of are guys. we gonna do <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've got a lot of stuff yeah yeah so uh yeah i enjoyed the series that's sad to see that it's ended but yeah i'm ready to i'm ready to actually play the game and, and uh, explore these zones for sure without a doubt uh so real quick you you did mention the uh the fashion show and so we'll just talk a little bit about that before we jump into the june patch notes dude so all right it was uh, they, if you haven't seen it already it is uh it's basically to feature some of the new armor sets that's what i took it from it anyways is like they wanted to show off yeah. some of the newly in-game armor sets the way they went about it because and here's my here's my complaint about it and i know you have one too Dude, I was like building up New World to be like this Dark Souls, like really dark and dreary world of like, you know, like all like these people trapped on this like island, you know, surviving and 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 like you know facing like uh, you know evil and demons and and corruption and all these things and then and then this video came out and and it reminded me of The Sims, bro. For some reason, it just reminded me of like The Sims 3 or something. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, maybe no more of these videos, uh, please. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, mean, I, I love the armor sets. I, I'll say the art team did an amazing job on these new armor sets. Uh, but the, the yeah. presentation of the video, I was not a fan of. Yeah, I I wasn't either, man. Um, and 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 you're right. That's really why I wasn't a fan, is because you're absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head. The the game is very dark, and I know what they're trying to do here with it. It's kind of a quirky, funny video that they're releasing to show off the armor. I get it, and it is what it is, and it's not, you know, let's not read too much into it, I guess. It but it does it doesn't fit the theme at all of the game, and it was just kind of like ah, this is Eh, whatever. I did enjoy looking at the armor sets, though. Wasn't too much yeah, of a they're... fan of the actual video, uh, but I got a good laugh out of it whenever I watched it. Uh, but there was a there was one in particular armor set in there that I found to be freaking awesome, dude. The the guy with the hood with the uh, full face mask. It's not like a full helmet. It looks like he has on maybe medium armor. It looks more like a rogue style type of armor. It looks incredible. I really, really liked that one. There was one we'll helmet in there that you. looked... Here it is, that, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks incredible, man. And then there was one helmet in there that looked... It looked weird. It has, it has, it's like purple and white uh, shoulders. And then there's like this, I don't know, like a nest on the top of the head. Uh, I don't, I don't know, man. I, yeah. Almost <laughs> like it's at the beginning of, it's at the beginning of the video somewhere. Uh, they, whenever they show the, they shown above you of that person 
Anyway, yeah, you don't have to find it, but it's <laughs> it just looked goofy. But overall, I think the armors look good. It's nice to see new armor in the game, and that's that was the whole point of the video was to showcase yeah. some of these armors. So I'm glad they did something to showcase them, but uh, maybe in a little different uh, little different tone would have been good. Well, well, one of the things I can uh, you know compliment them on, whoever wrote the video, is the medical terminology use of BM. You know, uh, people look at me strange when I refer to. Uh, feces or poop is bm and and it's nice to see that you know someone else also understands that that uh phrasing so <laughs> i mean like i you would laugh how many actual times i've written about someone taking a poop uh, at work so uh, it's good to see uh you know uh, someone else knows the terminology of bm uh <laughs> yeah overall dude these sets look great i i think that they're doing yeah. an amazing job at diversifying the appearance of of uh, the armor in the game they've added over 50 you know in the first part of june and, and even in this uh last patch this last that we're going to talk about right now they added even more sets so yo dude i'm yep. stoked to to play fashion show obviously that's a lot of people's in game and mmos so i can understand the approach of fashion week eternum but uh um you know i'll be the internet dad here boy you do it enough i'll, I'll take over it's not my preference there's no doubt about it it was uh, <laughs> the, the, the uh i would rather see these people in this armor like crushing face but it is yeah. what it is, man. You can't win them all. Overall, I thought it was a, a cool way to present, or not a cool way, but it was cool to see those armor sets. We'll say that. Yeah. All right, dude. So let's hop right in here with the June Alpha update. This is part two, of course. We covered part one in a different podcast, so you can go check that out if you happen to miss that. We're hitting the high notes here, fellas, because truth be told, these patch notes uh, are, uh, you know, again, they're cleaning things up. They're getting ready to launch the game and and they're not adding a butt ton of new stuff here so we're going to go through the new stuff or the changes that we think uh are important to note and then uh you know we'll cover these uh here and there uh through youtube videos of this week i'm sure but uh we just actually did one uh yesterday it'll be yesterday if you're watching this it'll be today if you're listening on the podcast uh, we covered the uh, new changes to the salvaging system, which is dope. I think these are really, really good changes, and they promote, uh, you know, good uh, player-driven economy and all that jazz. So go watch that video now. Uh, Bordy, uh, so let's hop right in here, dude. Uh, they uh, they added some stuff that I thought was really good and insightful in the in the uh, faction mission faction mission category. Uh, which are two new PVE faction missions, which is Assassinate and Elite. So Assassination Mission... Assassination Mission... Am I saying that right? <laughs> assassinate Missions. Assassinate Missions. Challenge yeah, players... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Oh, sorry. So, uh, yeah, these Assassinate Missions challenge players to take out specific high-threat foes. I like that. Uh, yeah. So, and then elite missions send players to uh, take on a tournament's most dangerous villains and their minions. These missions are higher difficulty with a higher reward. It's recommended that you bring a friend. So it's cool that now they're a group uh, of faction missions. Bordy, dude, here's one thing that uh, maybe you th were thinking the same thing. When I saw assassinate missions, I thought, yo, this might be like a a cool way to like put a put a, a price tag or like a, a price on someone in <clears throat> pvp and the pvp missions uh that was yeah. kind of killing people but 
Yeah, that would be really cool. And I, and maybe some, at some point we'll see something like that for sure. Whenever I seen assassinate, I didn't even know that it was PVE at first. I kind of missed that part. My eyes drew straight to the assassinate yeah, yeah, missions yeah. part. And I, and I instantly thought, Oh man, that, and then I seen his PVE, but either way, like I wasn't too disappointed because the PVE missions did need some love in new world. The faction missions, they were rather stale and they were, you kind of ran around and did the same thing over and over. I know that's been a big complaint. And so this is a, this is very, very good information or very, very good news here. The assassin, Fascinate missions and the elite missions, I think, are both really good. You go take out a, a, a specific high threat foe. That's going to be a fun fight. You're going to run over there. You're going to take out a, a mob that's going to be tough to beat. Then the elite missions, you're going to have to have a group with you. It's going to be another high end mob that spawns, you know, probably adds. And that I think that type of stuff is going to be fun. Mick, whenever you mix that in with the go here, grab these missions, that way it doesn't get too boring, man. It won't get too stale. You're going to be doing a lot of other things. And those are good, man. I like them. For sure. And, you know, again, I think they'll continue to uh, um, work on these uh, faction missions. They're going to be a big part of the game with territory control and, and influence and everything like that. So they can, you know, it's a system they can continue to work on and add more uh, diversity and that will, you know, make those um, more interesting to run, like you said. Uh, yeah. War declaration. This is a big one, uh, fellas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are interested in, uh, again, the... Uh, changing over of the uh, territories and control and everything. So War Declaration has been updated to reward the most active company in the influence race with a higher chance of being selected as the Vanguard. Now, the Vanguard is the team or the guild or company, excuse me, that is uh, signed to be in charge of defending or attacking uh, the uh, settlement. Now, this is important because that used to be random. Uh, which a lot of people complained about because basically there was like a, a loophole that you could kind of go in the last minute and do like a little bit of something and then be, uh, you know, an equal chance in the lottery to uh, be the vanguard. So now all companies in a faction are no longer eligible to declare war when a territory is thrown into a conflict state. Uh, so that, no, to be eligible, a company must have contributed at least 10% of the total influence required to throw the territory into conflict. In the unlikely event that no companies contributed over 10%, any company will be eligible to declare war. So, dude, they're, technically, they're limiting down to only 10 companies will be in a lottery to be the Vanguard, and and that'll be pretty impressive. Only 10 get 10%. Uh, or, you know, each 10 get only 10%. That would be, like, a pretty rare thing that it'd be 10. There's probably most likely going to be about five, four or five people at most. So... These are big changes yeah. to the Vanguard system, uh, Bordy, for sure. Yeah, and, and in a positive way, without a doubt, because before you would, if you did all the work, if your company did all the work to undermine the territory, and then you did not get selected to the Vanguard, or you felt like you did all the work, and then your chances to get selected to the, at the, as the Vanguard was the same as a company who did next to nothing, that doesn't feel good, man. Because then, whenever that that doesn't leave you a lot of incentive to want to go take your company, try to undermine territories or try to put in the work to undermine the territories. Now you will. Now your company is going to be working to try to undermine the territories. You can be one of the 10%. You can be the Vanguard. And then the Vanguard also is the company. If you win the siege, that's the company that's going to be able to control that territory. And so then the the governor of the Vanguard, of the company that was selected to be the Vanguard will be the controller of the, of the territory to set the taxes and all that jazz. So it's important to be selected as the Vanguard. You want to be. That's the whole point of trying to undermine these territories. So 
This is a really, really good change, I think. Yeah, it still leaves room for a lot of people to be able to participate. It still leaves room for a lot of companies to want to try to undermine the territory. And I think 10% is a pretty good number there. So uh, great change, man. I was very happy to see this. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so here's the last part of this. If, if more than one company declares war on the same territory during conflict, the amount of influence a company contributed towards the conflict increases its chance to be selected as Vanguard. So again, another uh, you know important part of this uh, system is is rewarding uh, you know people that are active in in this effort. But one of the things that concerns, I think, one of the reasons that they had it at random at first is our like one or two companies in a faction going to be the ones that basically control all the the territory because of size or activity. Well, and I think that's why the at least 10% of the total influence required is good. And it's not the company that contributes the most to that, right. because you're right, that would exclude a lot of people because you're going to have companies that are so hardcore that that would be the company that's the Vanguard every time, no matter what, they would be the Vanguard every time because they're going to be on all the time. They'd be playing all the time and it would leave no room for anybody else. So that's why I said before that at least 10%. I think is a pretty good sweet spot right. because that does allow a lot of other people to contribute. Even the more casual guilds can probably hit that 10% uh, on a, on a occasional basis to have a chance to be selected as a Vanguard. So I, I like that change a lot. I hope, I really hope they don't push it any further than that and make it to where it is so elite that only the elite of the elite companies right, can, right. can be the Vanguard. Uh, Cause that's just not fun either. That's not fun for casual players and 90% of your people playing an MMO are going to be more casual players. Exactly. Uh, so here's the, speaking of PVP dude and here, here's some good changes uh, and, and some phrasing that I like to hear as a PVP player Yeah. Uh, in a continued effort to support PVP. We've reduced gears, durability loss during PVP death increased XP for PvP kills, and adjust camp respawning mechanics to make yes. faction control point battles more interesting. Uh, so here man. we go, dude. Me and you, this is a very frequent complaint we had about the camp system in PvP is you could just basically abuse it as a respawn point. It oftentimes, in battle, give you an advantage because you were the first person to respawn with full health and, and reduce cooldowns. Yep. Uh, so players flagged for PvP receive 50% less durability damage to equipment, uh, when killed by another player, that's important to note. So, uh, if you're killed by another player, then you get a 50% reduction in durability loss, uh, increase the XP players gained for PVP kills and added rewards for players that have been alive longer. Uh, this kind of lines up with our assassination wish, Bordy, uh, killing yep. a player that has been active for a long time, longer than an hour will now report four times the XP that there used to be. That's pretty crazy, bro. I mean, yo, we might be able to go around and level up PvP, and, uh, but you have to catch people that have been flagged for a long time. When flagged for yeah. PvP, choosing to respawn at a camp activates an incrementally increasing respawn cooldown. So as you die or as we respawn at your camp, the next time you want to respawn at the camp, there will be a larger cooldown. Bordy, this has got to be, I think, uh, at least somewhat of a deterrent of respawning at camps uh, and eventually, hopefully, making it like impossible, uh, depending on how how big the increment is that they're increasing the cooldown. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This is a, an enormous change, one that we've been vying for for a very long time because the abuse of camps and PVP was a real thing. It happened all the time. We've talked about it, told our stories about it during the preview event many, many times. But this is great, man. It, it just says for each subsequent camp respondents, cooldown increases. We don't know how much the cooldown increases or how much the cooldown is. But even right. if it's like even if it's like two minutes, man, you can fight and have another fight in two minutes. That gives you at least a little bit of time to kind of regroup. And then if they die again, that that's going to increase the respawn timer even more and more and more. So this is good. I, I would imagine I'll have to adjust the time uh, on the respawn timers. I think that'll probably be, just be something that's fine-tuned over time. But at least this is in the game, and I couldn't be happier, man. This is a very, very good thing. Sure. So they've already kind of displayed the ability to to um, to separate uh, the death from a PvP or a PvE type of uh, source. So maybe they're eventually might have to look at, you know, well, if you were killed in PVP, then there's a, there is a weight to, to spawn at your camp from the jump. Cause it, as of right now, they did increase, they created a cooldown after subsequent respawns, but that first respawn is still immediate. So that's important to know. So you still be able to respawn at your camp as of right now, if you die in PVP, but then the next time you spawn there, uh, there'll be a, a cooldown. Yeah. Depending on how long the cooldown is, we don't know yet. Uh, but Bordy, overall, some pretty good changes there uh, in the uh, yeah. PvP category. Uh, it's good to see that for sure. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, so some here's some real quick overviews of some changes they made. They, they've made a lot of uh, changes to XP. Obviously, they're trying to titrate the leveling process to make it feel good. Uh, they, uh, in, they, require, they reduce the amount of XP required to level by 20% for all levels after seven. They just basically stated that they, they overtuned it in the June part one. So they had to back it off a little bit. They doubled the XP, uh, from repeatable expedition quests. So it seems to be a viable way to level, or at least, uh, on paper, uh, to rerun expeditions, Bordy, cause you're going to have to have repeatable quests there. Town projects yeah. have been fixed, improved and adjusted. That's good. That was kind of a, um, pretty, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, non-interesting. Mundane. Yeah, mundane. <laughs> Pretty, yeah. A system yeah. that was almost like unrewarding in as a whole. You know, you weren't getting a lot of XP for those, so they retuned those. Very good. Reduced the XP Ooh. bonuses granted for leveling up territory standings. Adjusted uh, amount of territory standings gained from crafting, uh, which is always good. Quests uh, that award specific items now uh, award items aligned with the intent of the level of the quest. This is also good. Uh, that <laughs> yes. was always a big problem. Like you do a level 50 quest and then you get a, a gray piece of gear. Uh, not not always the biggest incentive to do quests uh, when you're you're not getting rewarded for them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, increased trade skill XP for crafting and decreased trade XP for craft. These are all like titration of to make these feel good loot and gear. These are, and this is kind of an important or interesting thing. Cause we've kind of mentioned the fashion show. We've continued to add a much more visual diversity in game weapons and armor sets. Faction heavy tier five armor sets have new unique visuals with each looking different for each faction. Dude, this is pretty sick because I mean, basically it was like, no matter what gear you were getting for light or heavy, you always had the, the same look and now dude, there's going to be different sets of armor uh, for each faction. It's going to be uh, really cool to see. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think they've done this a little bit over the past few patches too. And this is just talking specifically about heavy tier five armor sets. I think they've done all the other ones or some of the other ones. I think if I remember right from the other patch notes, this is huge because the faction armor during the preview, if we think back that far, they were all the same and there was no reason like you got to have a reason to choose a faction, man. And if it's simply that that faction's armor looks way cooler than another yeah. faction's armor, in your opinion, and that's the reason you choose that faction, well, dude, that's a pretty good reason to choose that faction, in my opinion. Like, you want that armor. It gives you that tie to that faction. And so that's this is good. They need to make them unique, and hopefully they'll continue to lean into that uniqueness of each faction. This is... That's a good. That's a good little note there. Yes, they they also continue to uh, change the the appearance of drops based off of where you get them. So lost, ancient, corrupted, angry earth. They're all going to drop these unique looking uh, items. <clears throat> I think it's great, dude. Dynasty shipyard yeah. expedition weapons. They increase the. Vi they're basically like going to make sure that whatever activity you're doing, you're going to get some unique looking piece of gear from it, and it's yeah. exactly what you want from like a theme park uh, type MMO. Uh, yeah. improve expedition drops by increasing the chance of expedition armor and weapons will drop and one, uh, with one more perk than they did previously. Now this is going to be important because of it's going to set those expedition pieces of gear and armor apart from the rest of the gear that you can obtain in a turnip. Yep. Absolutely. I think that's good as well. Yeah. So a lot of good changes here. These are pretty minute though. They're, they're basically, uh, some titrations to the current systems here. Uh, here's a, here's a big change. And then we did cover this in our video, but we'll go over it, uh, in this, uh, at, uh, short depth, uh, shallow. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what the word is. I'm having trouble. <laughs> you, re uh, you rarely do. Uh, yeah. True. Big true. <laughs> true and real. All right. So, yo, they, so basically when you destroy items, now you will no longer get the material, uh, that the item was made of. This is huge for the simple fact oh. that, uh, it places the power of gaining these uh, pieces of material back into those people that have leveled up their gathering to max level. So when you're destroying a tier five piece of armor to get a cornea, uh, oh my gosh, dude, the ore that was made from, uh, you know, you, you're not going to get that anymore. You're not going to, you're going to need to have that gathering skill and able to get that for crafters. Yes. Very, very, very good change for sure. The it's, you want your you want your gatherers to feel important, and whenever you salvage the gear and you got back a portion of that material, it really did kind of devalue your your uh, gatherers. And so now by by changing it to gold, now whenever you salvage, you get gold versus material. So you still get your repair parts and you get gold. Uh, it's a very good change, without a doubt. I'm I'm so glad they did that. Yes, very good for the player driven economy. We, we like to see these titrations because. I think it's going to be important in New World. The crafting and gathering is so good that you want to drive players yeah. uh, towards those features of your game, you know, and uh, support that that part of the community that really enjoys uh, those type of things. Uh, so yep. they tuned repair kits, the cost of them, basically. Uh, the, the only significance there is it's going to cost more repair parts to make these, but that's important because... Uh, these are, uh, and Bordy pointed, that, pointed this out in the video, these are things that you can sell to other players. So typically to get repair parts, you're going to have to destroy gear uh, of your own doing. And, and and here you're going to be able to buy these repair parts from the um, the trading post. So 
uh, they titrated the amount of uh, repair parts that we need to make these, which is probably just uh, some feedback from, you know, how many people are making repair parts in the alpha. So overall, a yeah. good change is it, something they're going to have to continue to work on because it's uh, economy type stuff. You don't want to belittle someone's hard work for sure. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's good to see them continuing to iterate and work on the crafting and the gathering system in New World because that was kind of a was kind of a, a point of concern of mine for a long time. And over the past couple of months, man, they've done so many changes to make this economy work and make the crafting and gathering work. I think there's still some things they're going to have to do, but it's definitely headed in the right direction. And it is so much better than it was a couple months ago. So I'm I'm incredibly excited uh, for, for all the changes they've been making. They've been pushing the game in a very good direction now. Yes, for sure. Now, here's, a, here's another big thing that they change is titles and achievements. They got uh, feedback from the alpha, I guess it was too easy to obtain a bunch of titles and a bunch of people have like these like nonsensical uh, titles of their uh, UI. And there was some feedback <laughs> that basically like these are kind of silly or pointless um, <clears throat> that, that now they have, t they've made sure that there, there are a lot of titles in the game, but they're all from like things that are relatively hard to achieve. That way there's something you feel like you have earned that feels special. Yeah. So uh, there, there is that. Uh, uh, they redid the intro cinematic, so that's good. Uh, other things are basically, you know, a bunch of bug fixes. Two hundred fifty nine bug fixes. Uh, they uh, changed the AI and the uh, expeditions, uh, which is pretty crazy. So that they're ten to twenty percent harder. Uh, so that's good, dude. I th I don't think a lot of people complain about something being too hard per se, but. Uh, it's good that they're paying attention to that. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, you know, as we go through these things, I can't help but think like how different the game was several months ago versus now. Like there was so many concerns that I had in my mind and all of these changes, man, that they have been making are, dude, it's nuts. The game is completely different and in a good way. Uh, these changes are crazy, man. Yeah. And I think Not there was. To your point, there's initial concern because they switched over from a survival game to a, to a yeah. theme park MMO. And a lot of people said, yeah. well, you know, those features aren't there yet. And they yeah. spent the past year getting them there. <laughs> I know they delayed for a long time, but man, the, the turnaround on the on the change of the game has been pretty impressive to be honest man the game is completely different and and in a really good way they they changed the direction and now they're iterating on that and pushing it forward and man the the amount of work that they have done over the past eight to eight months to a year has been pretty incredible yes i agree and and it's gonna be exciting to see the closed beta you know the nda drops people are gonna be able to play it and stream it and share it and and uh yeah. it's gonna be exciting time for new world fans for sure uh, the rest of the changes, guys, are just like changes to some statistics and some minor tweaking to weapons. Uh, you know, these don't mean a lot because I think they're going to continue to get adjusted until the game launches. Even even after closed beta, they'll put out a, a balance patch. So a lot of these are going to be obsolete anyways. So we want if you yeah. want to look at them, go over there and, and check out uh, New World fans. We have it posted over there as well as the official New World website uh, for the rest of those patch notes. But overall, that's what it is, boys. Uh, again, tweaking, a lot of tweaking to get this game ready for launch. And, yo, we can't be more excited to read these because it means we're getting closer, dude. We are getting yep. closer. So uh, that's it for the patch notes, guys. Here is uh, we have a company of the week this week, and it is the Stray Dogs. Bordy. Yeah. 
All right. So the Stray Dogs, their Region and A Faction Syndicate. Let's go, dude. Language English. They're PVX focused, size 26 to 50. They are currently recruiting. So it says they are a PVX company, but they're going to have some focus on the warring system. So they believe in a community driven company influenced by the members. They want friendly members that strive to be successful and take over territory together in the world of Eternum. So it looks like a great group to be a part of. They're, they have a lot of veteran MMO players. They say they're going to be a competitive group. They want to, uh, to be an active community with active members. And they said that what they're looking for is players that are going to be active from launch. They want company participation and contribution, players that enjoy growing together as a company, and English-speaking members. So we'll leave links to the Stray Dogs uh, everywhere this podcast can be found and uh, you can go check them out and then join their discord and, and join their company, man. Go join the stray dogs, dude. Be a syndicate company. Cause that's the only way to go. It's true. Uh, guys, we thank you so much for creating uh, your accounts over there at new world fans for promoting your uh, companies for, for making your builds. We really appreciate it. Taking works really hard on all that programming and everything. And, and me and me and Bordy are pouring our souls into guides. So uh, we just thank you. We're very thankful for the support, especially to our Patreon patrons over there at Patreon. Uh, obviously, your names get ran in the credits after our YouTube videos because you guys are dope. You're awesome. Yeah. Uh, you're all awesome, to be completely honest. Uh, but uh, Bordy, that about does it, man. Yep. We, uh, you know, this is episode 73. So uh, yeah. we're we're coming up on um, the seven five, bro. Uh, we're a quarter of the way at that point to a century's worth of episodes. That's pretty crazy, man. Hey, do you still have Stray Dogs pulled up? Do you still have their company pulled up? Yeah, I do. Yeah, click on their logo, man, and watch the magic, bro. Really cool logo, by Whoa, the way. Dude. I'm jealous of all these logos. Yeah, it's incredible, man. Well, it looks it didn't nice. Come up centered on the screen, but it, it, they get the point. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yo. Yeah. Go to go to the website and check that out. That's cool, bro. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it was that. It's cool. I didn't know it, it was uh, cool. animated. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. We got to step the yeah. revenant game up, dude. We might have to get a. <laughs> I know, man. We don't even have a logo on there. We. Hey, man. Yeah, but but we know. did. We did. If you haven't joined the Discord, go join the Discord. We just got an animated. Uh, we got some pretty dope people over there. They've been boosting our server, and we got a we got an animated uh, icon over there. So check that out. Not as cool yeah. as this one, Stray Dogs, but it, it, <laughs> it's cool. Uh, so go check that out, uh, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it, you, dude. We got some OGs in in the in this uh, community, man. We've been doing this podcast now for well over a year, and we got some people that have listened to every episode. It's just cool it's to crazy. hear people. Uh, you know, um, that are excited and, and that have been listening to our podcast and this is kind of getting them hyped for the game. We, uh, that that is like high praise in, in my book, dude. It's awesome to know that we're part of a community that looks forward to playing New World. Uh, so thank you guys uh, for making us part of that. We really appreciate it. And uh, we will see you next time on another episode of New World to Go. Peace.